Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and then use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Thursday, Cubs fans out there. As we get ready for the winter meeting starting next week, Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera, TikTok, we're into December, and the question is, will it be a long December or will it be a December to remember? And it's all up to Jed Hoyer at this point. Listen, I don't know how many times we can start the podcast this way, but here we go. Yeah, I mean, we're going to do something. I, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for Stucky to just, you know, how when we do the the when you say dra- the DraftKings line every show, yeah. like it gets embedded in your brain to like yeah. you just know how to say it now. I'm waiting for you to just have the same star of the show, <laughs> uh, and see if you don't even need to like memorize it anymore you know what i mean like i guess it has been different in every day but like it's along the the same lines (laughs) we should have we should have like a tick 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 like a 60 minutes type sound as we wait every time for something to finally happen here's what i think ryan is headed you leave sunday and then you get there in san diego beautiful by the way what a yeah. gig you get to go to the west coast and and in november no in december yeah Sunny at 75, Ryan. I'm, it's the it's mm. the bomb. San Diego is a lot of fun too. For work, man. For are, work. I don't are care. You, are you staying in the hotel? Do you know where is your hotel in the hotel where the stuff is going on? Uh I don't think so, but it's I I I am pretty sure we're close. So well man, there's so many good run places. right over there. So many good places in San Diego that uh gas lamp. Called, like, gas gas lamp or gaslight, yeah. whatever it's called. I think it's called gla- gas lamp. Gas lamp, yeah. That, that's an it's a really nice area. I do have one place I want you to go while you're there. Uh-huh. Uh, we went on vacation there for like a long weekend, maybe four years ago, three, four years ago. The donut bar. I looked up like top, top donut places in America. This <laughs> place was solid. It was up there with do right. Let me tell you, I got my Cubs hat on and I, I sort of uh, unlocked my jaw there a little bit. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I could tell I, I got after that one. And I'll tell you that <laughs> it's um, it's worth a stop or it's worth a cab ride or a Uber. If you're looking into it, that would be a suggestion of mine. Plenty okay. of places to get a drink. They should get sure that. You should get that picture framed and hung at the CHGO office. Cause it's very on brand for you. Put, put it yeah. in the art Institute. They have like angel wings on a brick wall outside that you could stand in front of too, Ryan, like that yeah. always good for uh-huh. your Instagram. They, sh- they should take that picture, hang it in that conference room. That's in the office. Just put it right, like right there, right next to that whiteboard that has all the writing that I can't read. Cause it's in like donut bar in black marker or whatever. If you're talking food, I got to jump in. Okay. Well, here I'm going to tell you. I we we learned our we were there for like four days. We hit it twice in the morning. The first time we went there, and they were out of a bunch of donuts because after like ten o'clock, the, the people have really picked through it. So don't wait too long. Now the other option is if you have time, you go to Coronado Island, and they have what's that Ooh. hotel Coronado? They have yeah. uh, a Sunday brunch where they actually have a build your own donut like fountain bar like you pick out the donut you pick the frosting the icing the dots whatever the donuts aren't as good as the donut bar but the experience is i've been to coronado island yeah top notch it's pretty sweet yeah it's pretty nice all right well two things one you gotta go to the taco stand and get carne asada fries Ooh, ooh, nachos but instead of chips delicious french fries it's, oh, how it's did I miss most, that? Is that it's new? The most amazing thing in the world, huh. and the taco stand. I think there's multiple locations. It's unreal. I absolutely Ooh. love it. Now, okay. and then secondly, y'all making me so hungry, man. I know. Well, <laughs> I haven't eaten lunch because I did this this Chicago sports podcast, and now I'm doing this, and you guys gave me like 700 graphics to do, so I haven't eaten. <laughs> no, no big deal. Blame Luke. Uh, it's all blame. Other thing it's though, all blame on and, Luke. And this is literally the best thing about San Diego. Okay. By far, there's a little town outside of San Diego called Cardiff, okay? And there's a place in Cardiff called the Seaside Market. They have a – it's it's a, a tri-tip, okay? Burgundy pepper tri-tip. Ooh. It is – they call it Cardiff Crack. It's amazing. Now, there's a stand at Petco 
So I, obviously it's off season here. So yeah. I don't know where they get it. I, we actually, my wife shipped me a couple of these for me mm. to grill this summer. Uh, and a little, little pricey to grill. I did a good job. I was amazed. It was very easy to do. They're did you follow? In, were there specific instructions on how to grill it? Uh, yeah, there's actually uh, there's a how to grill section right here on the website. I mean, there's there's videos. It's it's amazing. I'm telling you, Cardiff crack. It's okay. it's, it's all right. All right. Okay, I'll get out yeah, of the way. Now. Let's, let's talk about days. nothing happening. I'll send you the donut bar. The taco joint sounds like an easy one. I don't try tip yeah. sounds expensive. I, you know, I don't well, know. I mean, you, you know. get a sandwich though. They're, they're amazing. A sandwich of yeah. tri tip. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Ooh. They slice it up, make it a little sandwich. Ryan, I'll, if you get a big enough piece of luggage, I can like <laughs> squeeze into that and just go there. Cause man, that sounds like a trip right now. I have another idea for Ryan that, you know, not food related. I think we need Ryan to go there and, uh, break his journalistic integrity and stir mm. some things up. Just okay. start throwing out the fake news around the lobby and get guys scrambling around so we get some deals made. I, I'm not above. I watched uh, the show called The Crown about, you know, the Queen and all that stuff. And mm. Martin Brashear of BBC once got a, a big interview with a Princess Diana about the divorce and all that stuff. And he lied to her about the details of what mm -hmm. was going on to get the, the lock. We, we might have to do something drastic like this, Ryan. Cody and I might have to start just spitting you like total garbage information about deals that other teams are making just to get a uh, light of fire under Jed here. We could, we could be the new version of Bob Nightingale, like the new joke. You know what I mean? The new baseball yeah. Twitter joke. We, That's, we yeah, that, that was harsh, what, Cody. That was harsh. What's the, uh, what's, the uh, what's the phrase you always use, Luke? It's um. Don't, don't let, let the facts get in the way of a good story. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The we should put that on his shirt, man. The, the rules of journalism. Number one, right there. It should be that should be a top one. Um, Mike Dove says, start the rumor that Cash Considerations is at the meeting and looking for his next team. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, Mike Dubs gets it. He totally gets oh, it. Oh, man. Uh, I wasn't trying to slander Bob Nightingale. I'm just saying, you know, it's it's a long, outstanding joke on baseball Twitter. We could we could just take it to another level. We could. Yeah. yeah. Well, I might have to because there's there's nothing going on. And, you know, we, we talked about Jeff Passon yesterday. Yeah. Discussing how, like, winter meetings should heat some things up and, you know, I guess we're we're just like looking forward to that because it's been a whole it's been a bunch of nothing for a month now. Yeah, yeah. going on a month now, right? Like it's it's been a whole yes. month of nothing. What you and, talking about, Ryan? Matthew yeah. Boyd resigned with the Tigers today, oh, man. Mike, Mike Brasso resigned with the Brewers too. That's uh, big big time news. Guys, um, it's not it's not and Ryan, it's sorry to interrupt. It's not just an off season that's been nothing. The trade deadline was nothing. So literally yeah. we've had just like eight months of nothing. So just like anticipation. It's, yeah, it's like that's a better word. The trade the trade deadline came. I remember you guys were on that that day. You guys were on oh, doing it for like an hour and a half. Like yeah. just waiting just in case something happened and then nothing. It got to like five o'clock and, and it was dead. It was dead. And then Ken Rosenthal put up that tweet. Uh, was it Wilson Contreras is not going to be traded or something like that? Yeah. And we're like, ah, okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, uh, that's that's the feeling I'm getting right now, and I don't think it's it's not going to end the same way. I don't think, but it right right now it's just like full full on anticipation for you know hopefully not nothing. We're we're on the one side of it, like it's all anticipation now. We need the shoe to drop. We just need the shoe to drop. Yeah, like here's a perfect example. Was you know. You mentioned Bob Nightingale, Cody, and it's like he's talking about Christian Vasquez to the Cubs really picking up steam. So now everybody's running with that on Twitter, like the former Astros catcher and then the Astros possibly doing the opposite and, and signing Wilson Contreras. Uh, Vasquez obviously doesn't power the needle forward for the Cubs. It's, it's not going to sell extra tickets to Cubs convention. Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a bad move. I just don't I just don't want it to be the first move. I, I don't want it to be the first one. I want that to come like after a couple big deals and then they add Vasquez. So what do you think about him as a catcher? I mean, it does seem like that's the type of guy they're looking for. 
Right. Um, until Amaya or whoever might be the next catcher after that. Right. I mean, former Red Sox, you know how this team is or this front office is with former Red Sox. That's why Bogarts has kind of like been a trending name the last 48 hours. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, it's, you know, I think it'd be a very nice platoon with, with Jan Gomes, right? Like, and, and, uh, you know, I was looking at his numbers this morning, uh, you know, 1.6 F4 last year hit like 274. His slugging was like 399. So he's, it's not like he's hitting doubles and triples or homers a lot, but, um, you know, still hits for a decent average. His on base was not pretty either. But again, we're talking about a catcher. Um, I, I just think that he goes well with Jan Gomes. Um, well, he's going to be 31 next year. Mm -hmm. So he's a little bit younger than Jan Gomes. And uh, I think honestly with, with, with that situation, they'll just play the matchups a lot with those guys. Uh, if they do in fact sign them and uh, that'll be fine. It's just like when you lose a guy like Contreras, you know, what, no matter what position that he, that Contreras would play, you gotta, you gotta supplement, you gotta find a way to get, to replace that offense. And so if you you're letting Contreras walk, then you got to find a way to replace that. And, you know, I've been very, I wouldn't say loud, but I've been very clear that I'm pretty much okay with the fact that the Cubs are just going to basically let him walk. And I guess if he does go to the Astros, the Cubs would get their second highest draft choice that they have uh, mm -hmm. as, as the comp pick, which is, which is fine, whatever. Um, we've, we've had, we've, we've, we've had our, we've aired our grievances related to that and everyone understands where we come from on that. But, uh, you know, my thing on why I'm like, I'm okay with it at this point is that my, the understanding is that, is that the Cubs are going to make changes to make the roster better. Right. So yeah, I'm with you, Luke. Like I wouldn't, I hope Vasquez isn't the first one, but if he is, they better make a significant stuff soon after, um, because losing a guy like Contreras, whether he's good at being a catcher or not, just depending on how you look at it, like you're still losing some major offense mm -hmm. for that position. So if you're going to lose that offense at that position, you've got to get offense. You got to, you got to find offense somewhere else. Um, and obviously this roster has, has potential. There's potential. There's a lot of guys to like, but there isn't really any proven guys outside of Ian Happ now. You know what I mean? So um, I, I just, that's, that's my, my, that's been my take on the entire situation for the last couple months is just, you know, if, if you're going to let Contreras rock, walk, then you better make significant changes to the roster offensively. That way, we're not sitting here and watching Contreras have a decent year with the Astros while Christian Vasquez or whoever isn't, but also your team isn't hitting anyway. So, you know, like that's the worst possibility if in letting Contreras walk for this comp pick, that's the worst possible thing that could happen. And if they do in fact, let that happen, I will start to believe that it's more on jet than it is on Cubs ownership. Honestly, Ryan, you, you, uh, you're a former catcher, right? Like I am a former catcher. catcher, yeah. Okay, yeah. So all, all state bullpen catcher. Oh, okay, all right. All, <laughs> all state, state bullpen catcher. All state bullpen and, catcher. And, and a member of the CHGO softball team. So with oh, those yeah. credentials, along with now your baseball writer's card and credentialed media, what do you think of this trend that the Cubs are going with, the more defensive-minded catcher moving forward than a guy that, you know, traditionally you go way back in, in – Baseball, people would have said, like, people would consider Mike Piazza one of the greatest catchers of all time. Now, mm -hmm. defensively, he wasn't good, but he was a good hitter. We see that trend shifting. And now the Cubs are trying to do what the Astros are doing, going defensively. Do you do you like that trend? Do you think it makes sense? Well, it's weird. Well, first of all, if, if this trend would have happened, like, 10 years ago, I would have tried a little harder. I would have practiced a little more knowing that because I wasn't a good hitter, but I was a, I was a solid defensive catcher. So maybe I would have tried a little harder, but it all, I mean, it, good offensive catching, like it, it never really became a thing. Like Wilson Contreras, obviously is a good one. And there have been, you know, Buster Posey uh, is up there. Joe Maurer was a good hitter. Um, but I feel like for the most part, like catching has always been about the defense, the, the ability defensively and, and being able to handle a pitching staff. So, I don't necessarily think that the, it ever trended down. It just like some catchers became better at hitting. Like, you know, catchers 
catchers eventually evolve to become better hitters. Yeah. Um, like you know, you you figured it how that's how baseball just works. Um, but I I do find it weird that like now teams are just like com- kind of moving back in the other direction of like we don't need the, the good offensive catchers. We just need guys that can handle a pitching staff and, and play good defense. Um, it is a little weird because so much of like, if you can have, yes, you, you, you want at least the eight good hitters. And if you have eight good hitters in your lineup, the catcher maybe doesn't make that much of a difference, but why also, why wouldn't you want nine really good hitters? Right. Like, what would you not want a full lineup of guys that can hit the ball that aren't going to be an easy out? Like that's, one of the reasons like maybe why some people prefer the DH over letting the pitcher bat is like, why just have the pitcher go up, be an automatic out. If a catcher is that same way, like you like, again, Martin Maldonado, who's like a great defensive catcher. And he, he, luckily he was surrounded uh, in, in that Astros lineup by a bunch of really good hitters, but he was kind of like an automatic out for, for yeah. <laughs> like, like this. So well, why would, in my opinion, like, why would you want that? Why would you want someone who, you know, yeah, they could play great defense, but they, can't hit at all like if it felt like it did feel like we were maybe going in the other direction of like okay you could play good defensively but you want to be also be able to hit but now teams going back the other way it's i don't know it it, it doesn't it didn't make i mean it makes sense but it's also like i, I would i would want a good, a good hitting catcher too so if they could find the the perfect balance of that then maybe that they don't have to be the the in the top five of the hitters in your lineup but if they can at least you know, put the ball in play consistently, you know, they get on base at a decent clip, like then maybe that's the best of both worlds for you. Cause you do want that defensive first catcher, I think. Well, Vasquez does bring like, you know, world series experience. Like he was on that team in 18. Right. And so does, so does Maldonado, a guy that they had and basically gave back, gave to the Astros. Why didn't they just hang on to him a couple years ago? If that's what they wanted. Well, they had Caratini at the time too. Um, Yeah, that, that that situation's a lot different in my opinion. He was on the Cubs for like two weeks, something like that. I know. Uh, the organization was a much different, much different standpoint at the time. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I'm with you, Ryan. Like they need to have that good balance for a catcher, right? Like you can't just mm-hmm. like as much as I'd love to have a guy like Maldonado not Maldonado back just because of how great of a defensive catcher he is the Astros also just have a loaded lineup where his flaws as a hitter don't really show because he, (laughs) they have enough hitters where it doesn't matter. So like for a team like the Cubs now where, yeah, you look at the lineup and you're like, okay, Ian Happ, all-star say Suzuki trending up. Nico Horner looks like a stud, you know, and then, you know, Christopher Morel, you don't know. I mean, after those three that I named, like it's kind of like, well, these guys have some potential, but whatever. Like, but not a lot of you can't bank on a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the difference between the Astros and the Cubs, clearly, right now. And like, so with a guy like Vasquez, who I don't think that he's an awful hitter, but he's not one of the best hitters, you know what I mean? So I but yeah, like hopefully down the line, like Ballesteros or you know, Miguel Amaya. Can can be what mm-hmm. Ryan is saying. Both. Um, and and I think yeah. I do think Amaya has a good chance to be on the major league team next year. I just don't know when and if he can he stay just, on the field. Yeah, he just has to stay on the field. Like, <laughs> right. they, and it's Which not like one. Difficult. It's not like one minor injury that just is like is, there are multiple different injuries that are affecting that, and that's that's the problem because what within like the last couple of years, you know, a couple of years ago he was a top two, top three prospect in the system, mm-hmm. but whatever you wanted to, whatever rankings you use. Um, and he's obviously fallen in those rank in most of those rankings. And you're kind of like, just sitting here, like you saw Braylon Marquez already get, you know, he, he's gone. Um, yeah. And you don't want to see that happen with Miguel Amaya because he was once hyped up as one of the top prospects in the system. And if he could come up and be a good catcher for this team after you let, you know, remember there was that report, I think uh, Mark Gonzalez had it like in spring training that, Contreras met uh, Amaya with dinner or at uh, had dinner with Miguel Amaya kind of telling him to be ready to be the next guy, uh, the next guy to step up at catcher. Um, and there was a lot of that because there a lot of hype or excitement around that because he has kind of been pegged for that for a while. And so far has not had the opportunity because injuries have kept him off the field. So you definitely want to see him if he's going to get that chance, you want to see it pretty soon, relatively I, soon. 
I feel like the chat has done a pretty good job of sort of accepting this new philosophy of defensive first catchers and less focus and, and the idea almost being like with the DH, you're still giving up one at bat, although a defensive minded catcher is still a better hitter than most pitchers. So you're kind of you're kind of a, taking away a little bit of the DH. Uh, but still, ha you still would have a better hitting lineup than you would if you had pitchers hitting and a good hitting catcher. So, mm -hmm. but I, I just think it's hard to accept for a lot of fans, including me, because when you think about it, when you think of Jan Gomes' best games this past season, you don't think about games that he caught because that's a harder thing to see. You don't think about David Ross for the defensive job he did catching Lester, and that you think about a home run in the World Series in his last at bat. That's just that's what you remember players for. Like, it's just not a shiny, flashy thing mm -hmm. that is easy to quantify unless you're really digging deep into the numbers. And well, that's, I was going to say, that's why, like, when we talk about, like, like him, like, uh, you know, Christian Vasquez obviously would not be, like, the sexiest signing that no. Cubs could make because people would be like, who? There'll, there'll be some people that are like, who? Who's that? Right. And, I mean, he may not have any of those moments, right? But he – will play good defense for you. He'll probably handle his pitching staff relatively well. Um, and pairing him with Jan Gomes, who, who has done that already this past season, like that's so, you know, that's one of those intangible things. Like maybe that maybe the Cubs have, you know, with their IV system, like have some way to actually quantify and, and put numbers to that kind of stuff. Um, but from the rest of us, it's kind of just the eye test and how, you know, how well are they doing? How well are the pitchers doing with those guys behind the plate? Um, you saw it with Jan Gomes this year if Christian Vasquez can add to it, like that's, that's just something that you look at, like, okay, like they're good behind the plate, but you can't really, that, like, like you said, you can't, you can't really quantify that or put numbers behind this. So you can't like, Oh, this guy did X uh, at framing this year. This guy did X at right. blocking balls. Like it's just stuff that you can't like think of. So that's what, or stuff you can't like, quantify, like you said, so that's why you can't really remember it. You, there, none none right. of that is memorable. It's just, it's playing defense. Like pe people remember offense and any sport it's offense. And that's why stuff has always been geared more towards the offense. But those are the guys that do the little dirty work that help teams win ball games. Yeah. Tom says not shiny or flashy, but highly underrated. Uh, mm -hmm. I would put this next idea from Evan Altman also in that category. He's talking about a, a swap of former 2018 top 10 picks, first round picks, right? Nick Madrigal was the white Sox pick at, Four, is that right? Yes. I believe so. Yeah. And then uh Jared is at Kalenic. Yeah. He was at like six or six, I think. Mm -hmm. And he's an outfielder that's come up. He's had two stints and uh played a little in 21, played again in 22. Uh boy, has not hit well. Like his his career batting average is like a buck sixty-eight. So that yeah. again, he's one of these he would be like one of these projects, like one of these Cubs pet projects, right? Like very rarely do they work out, but mm -hmm. I suppose it's possible you could find your diamond in the rough. The idea would be that you already have so many middle infielders. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know. Would you rather, would they rather take McKinstry than that? I, I, I don't know. It like, well, I, I guess it's gotten good reaction on Twitter. People are like, oh, I'm in, I'm into that move. And I well, just kind of look at it and go, Okay. Well, the fact that you're, I think what you're, what you're doing here is you're basically flipping upside with upside, right? Like yeah. both top 10 picks, Madrigal, he's shown to be good, right? Like that August. He's had, that, he's had flashes. He's had yeah. flashes, he had flash. being good, but he, I mean, but he, he can't, stay, but he can't stay on the field, right? Like he, he's yeah. been injury prone, even with the White Sox, he was injury prone, right? Um, And then, you know, Kalenic Mariners are on the West Coast. I'm not watching a lot of Mariners baseball. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't have an opinion, but just based off what we, if you just look at the numbers for both these guys, it's like you're basically flipping a guy with upside for another guy with upside because. At a position you need more. Yes. Because at a position you, you need more. And it shows guys. that, you know, if that were to actually happen, then yeah, then the Cubs better be signing like Correa or Bogarts or someone. Yeah. Because you can move Nico Horner to, sh to second base and, and let them play short. And then you don't have, like, all these 
all these uh, middle infielders on the roster. And then, and then McKinstry actually becomes a little bit more valuable for you because he can play those positions and, you know, give a guy a day off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and then that miles, whatever his last name, Mastroni, I keep thinking of pasta, um, <laughs> you know, the guy they got from the race. Like, I don't know if he's Mastro Boney. Everyone, everyone, everyone basically beef. said beef, he's like, him. everyone basically said he's like the, another version of McKinstry. So like, I don't mind having two of those guys if you can move magical and get a guy uh, for basically this. That's basically the same thing, but at a different position that you actually need. Um, but like again, that that's the basis of what that trade is. Like, it's not something that's gonna excite me or you know change the team's outlook. At least in the present, like it's like everyone would be like, okay, well, we'll see what happens, but. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, if that trade were to happen, like within the next couple of days, that would then tell me that the Cubs are definitely going to find a way. Like they will absolutely get a short a shortstop, no matter what. If you're moving magical, but they're they're pushing all the pieces in. Yeah, like that 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 is what that trade would tell me. But why wouldn't you do that after you sign Correa? You know, know. I, I don't. And maybe that is the plan. Maybe that's just a backup plan. I just thought I'm just it saying, like that's yeah. If, if yeah, that yeah. trade were to happen tomorrow or after we finish this podcast, I, that's me thinking, okay, the Cubs are going all in to go get Correa or, or Bogarts or Swanson or someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And that would be the only excitement that I'd get out of that trade. <laughs> Joshua uh, disagrees with me, by the way. He says he remembers Ross for the backpacks and the great defense more than any home run in the World Series. And I I mean, that's that's cool if that's the way you remember him. I just remember him going off on the shoulders and his last at bat was a home run. Yeah. But he was certainly known for his defense more than he was his bat. Oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, I, I Going back to that trade idea, um, it's kind of funny because, like, you see a lot of people, like, I, I you know, looking at Twitter, you kind of saw a bunch of people that are like, yeah, I'm, I'm down, do it, do that trade, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you guys realize Nick Magical has had a better, a way better MLB career already than – and Jared Kellenick. And that's that's kind of fun, funny to say because, like, the last year and a half of his career has been mired by injuries right. and, like, you know, pretty like disappointing production. He's already he still had a better career than Jared Kellenick has already. Like, what he had, Jared Kellenick had a 55 WRC plus last year in 54 he never hit games. 200. <laughs> yeah. Had, yeah. At least Magical's hit 300 in his career. He's never hit 200. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he never hit 200. He's negative. Point oh negative point six uh F four in his career. Um and then even looking defensively, he had a little bit he was better in twenty twenty two. He had where is it? He 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 was he was awful in the outfield defensively in in twenty twenty one. Like he had negative sixteen defensive runs saved in center field last season, twenty twenty one season. He was better this year, but that's you know not a that's not a high bar to pass. So yeah. like Nick Madrigal has had a better major league career than than Jared Kalanick. And so if you're making that trade, like Cody said, it's just kind of like, oh, a change of scenery upside kind of trade. That's that's all it is because to me, it kind of feels like you're trading down. Like yeah. you're trading for a guy who's had some success at the big league level for a guy that has not really had any. That's been pretty bad in two two separate stints in the big leagues, I guess. It's also it, coming from the Nick Madrigal stand. So. Well, but I'm saying it's like, a, yeah. I think, and I think the, the, I think the, uh, the like, willingness to do that trade comes from like cubs fans being like tired of nick madrigal being hurt i think that's where it comes from Mm -hmm. uh versus like not really looking at what the other side is bringing in that trade it's Um, i think it's just the casuals who think that nick madrigal just has no value whatsoever and and they look at jared kalanick who's like (laughs) before he got called up in 2021 was a pretty pretty big name and it's the same people up. that think Strowman sucks. So, I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I all, all I'm going to say is, like, I see that deal, and it's it feels so 2022. Yeah. You know? it's a, yeah. It was, it's just like it's like a, a, a roster move that happens, and you're just like, okay, whatever. Like, I, I feel a little bit better about Madrigal than that, but at the same time, now they've piled up so many of Guys, middle infielders that can play a couple positions, I, I'm not so sure. Um, hey, tailgate coming up this Sunday. Uh, Ryan will miss it because he's going to be in San Diego, but we'll be freezing with the rest of the Bears fans out there. Actually, it's not supposed to be that cold, and we throw a party. Uh, the official CHGO tail, tailgates at Michigan and Roosevelt. 
We have a huge parking lot there. It's all fenced off. There's parking if you want to add that to it. Otherwise, 46 bucks, you know, 46 defense gets you the famous 46 defense gets you all the food and drink included with your tickets. So that's booze, beer, brats. Uh, Green Ridge Farm is going to be hooking us up with the great meat sticks again. Um, at, Goose Island's going to be there providing um, IPAs and beers. So it's going to be it's going to be a good time, and we look forward to it. Getting you ready for Bears and Packers. If it's a tank job, it's a tank job. But we can still celebrate a little bit before the game. And Green Ridge Farm is a local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of the all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. They are perfect for tailgating. We've had them out there. Happy hour, school lunches. These all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours, 16 grams of protein per stick. They're a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest, jalapeno cheddar, and spicy chili. Delicious because they're made from recipes generations in the making, and they're all natural, delivered a flesh, a fresh, flavorful alternative at snack time. Not a flesh flavor. It's just flesh. a fresh flavor. <laughs> the other would be disgusting. Uh, <laughs> delicious. Let me tell you, they're in the refrigeration section at Costco, Sam's Club, and all your Chicagoland grocery stores right now when you order any three meat products at greenridgefarm.com. Include a pack of meat sticks. They will be free when you use the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. Last time we were there, I was walking around with, uh, I had a bratwurst in one hand and I had the uh, jalapeno cheddar in the other. I, I was ready to go. How, how much, uh, what's the weather supposed to be like? You're, you're the weather guy, Luke. Let me, let me look. Yeah, it's freezing weather, today. I like it my has Apple, me thinking Apple. about, man, this weekend's probably going to be cold too. And now I haven't checked. Okay. I changed my mind. Sunny and 38 for a high. It'll be cold. It's still the, uh, warmer than today. It feels like it's like 15 out there today. If it's windy, Eesh. you'll need the long johns. That's yeah. for sure. And I will say if you're coming out, dress warm because the sun, a lot of the time is blocked by big buildings on either sides. You get glimpses of the sun and people will go to the warm areas if it's real cold but <laughs> and we get some we get some heaters there the yeah. food will keep you warm the good times will keep you warm uh the spirits will keep you warm yeah and uh speaking of staying warm this winter by the way uh, the comed energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses in their communities we serve save money and energy comed offers free facility assessments that can help find Energy saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes, an authorized engineer is going to work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually, and they last about two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that will start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Ready to sign up for a facility assessment? Call us at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can also email businessee at comed.com or request an online assessment on their website, comed.com slash facility assessment. Cody, did I hear a dog yeah. during that ad read? What, what's, what's going on over there? Yeah, yeah, I'm watching. Respect from the canines during this. I, I am I am currently watching a dog. Her name is Penny. We've watched her many times. She's a very good girl. Right now, she wants some attention. And, of course, it's at the absolute worst time. Well, she did just back up on the couch. You guys she want to see her time is what she wants. She yeah, wants there she is. yeah, there she is. Yeah, there she is. Hey, Penny. Yeah. She's a, she's a dachshund. Is that what they're called? Like the wiener dogs? Can yeah, wiener you? dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dachshund. That's what they're called, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, shout out to Jay from Buena Park. He's in Portugal this week, and we're watching his dog. Yeah, and if he's if he watches the podcast live on YouTube, he can see his dog right now. That's yeah. the he could, dog. he could, yeah. <laughs> She's as active as the Cubs front office at the moment. She's back there just laying on the ground. Absolutely, that was fair. That was a shot, and it was unfair. It was unfair. <laughs> yeah. Very active next week. Very, very. It's unfair to Penny. Yeah, 
Yeah. She's a very good girl. She deserves better than that, Luke. Come on, Mel. I apologize both Rude. to Penny and to the Cubs front office. <laughs> you don't have to apologize to the Cubs, though. He's out of character. As Cassius hey. hits a home run. I might not be able to put these heads, this headset on again. That's right. Did you see Javi's 30? El Mago. Birthday yep. boy. Does that make you feel old? Because it sure make me old when I when I heard that he was like 30 years old today or whatever. Yeah. I can't believe he's 30. Yeah. Like that just seems I mean, you remember him being just like a kid. Luke, you asked me to make you a graphic. I didn't. I just found a, a Google image of a cake that had Javi's na- name on it. So there's your there's your there's your graphic for you. <laughs> you you couldn't come up with a uh happy birthday, Almago. You just dug up a cake. Correct. This wasn't ever thrown in a dumpster outside Wrigley Field. Uh, no, that, look at that, that. That cake's from Roser's Bakery, which is my favorite hum- baker in the city. Hum- Humble Park. That looks yeah. like a. That looks like Family's a. Cake. From there. That cake does look good. I'm not sure it was delicious. <laughs> the funny thing is, like when when I think about Javier Baez, the number like the first thing that comes to my brain is that play in Pittsburgh last year. Yeah, and at, at, for some reason, I think everyone knows where they were when they saw that play. Like I, I was actually covering that game remotely, like from here, um, last season, and I just remember when that play happened. Here you go, it's it's coming on the screen. When this play happened, so I'm like, I, I guess I'm just sitting here, I'm watching, thinking it's an out. All yeah. of a sudden, I see Javi doing this, and I'm like sitting there, I'm like getting closer. I'm like, I'm gonna reenact it, I'm like getting closer, and right here is like hands on my head, like what the hell just happened? And then, and then, like I was crying, laughing at this at this point. This is this is the Rizzo's reaction. Is. My favorite part. Yeah, yeah. Rizzo give like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like him and Justin Steele right there. Laughing I was crying. By the time he got to feast let in the first base, I was already like dying laughing. Cause I'm like, "What? This is the stupidest play I've ever seen in my life. How did this just work?" Yeah, um, and it's just, that's just El Mago, El Mago magic right there. You want, yo. When I think of Javi Baez, I think of Amir Garrett because I'm a petty motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> right? The whole, you know the whole I mean? run like, with the sweeping broom. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was actually at that game the last, the last game I got to see him play as a Cub. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, his 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 antics with Amir Garrett is probably my favorite thing about him and the, the, the famous meme of him flipping him off. Um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, it's my uh, – that's, you know, I, I was very critical of Javi Baez, especially his last few years. Um, but there is nothing that there's no cub that we've ever got to watch that was like that was like him in terms of bringing an energy uh, unmatched when it comes to that. And uh, a personality that like can really gravitate a fan base to make a guy to make you really like him. And that's why like I always laugh when people like I'll, I'll Every time the MLB Twitter account will tweet a video of Javi Baez, you go straight to the comments and everyone's like the most overrated player in, in baseball right. or whatever. And there, it's not that I think that he's overrated. It's more of just like he just does a lot of fun things. And honestly, like he's mm-hmm. per, he's perfect for like growing the game. Honestly, like his personality and everything like that. Sure, his numbers aren't as good as like they should be. I mean, he had the the almost MVP season in 2019 was really solid too. But like, he he definitely is a guy that you can un- c- completely understand why like the younger generation like loves him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like this stuff was uh, fans just eat it up. Like we talked about Wilson, mm-hmm. like where he's sweeping the broom, and <laughs> he just his personality and his ability to back it up with crazy athletic and intelligent plays sometimes he's I the Cubs have never had a player like that it was for there were stretches where he was by far the most exciting he wasn't the best player in baseball but he was the most exciting player in baseball he did things like at the world baseball classic where he's putting the tag down and he's not even looking and he's running off as he's tagging the guy with the no look tag he had a flair that only Sammy may have matched as a Cub. And and Sammy's mm-hmm. flair came from hitting 60-plus home runs. Sammy had the flair and the love for the camera, but Javi had an unbelievable flair for a guy he that had, wasn't hitting 66 home runs. He was he, he just had the swag. Like he like brought it. It was it was natural to him. And that's that's why 
like Cody said, like the younger generation gravitated so much towards yeah. him. Like you look at like the older, like old man yells at the cloud type of generation that probably yeah. hated some of the things he did. Um, and, and some of the, you know, just the emotions that he brought out every single game, but he was a guy who was, you know, he had his struggles offensively and even defensively he did too. But for the most part, he was like a guy that you trusted out there at shortstop. He was electric. He'd make electric plays that not everyone could make. Um, he was flashy, but he kind of, you know, he backed it up a lot. And, uh, you know, he just had that type of excitement that you want to see out of baseball players. Like you don't want robots out there. You want guys who are really passionate, who are going to give you a hundred percent every time they go out there. He's like Wilson Contreras, like Wilson Contreras, maybe less flashy, but as a guy that had a lot of passion and went out there and played, you know, played his heart out every single play. Javi did that too. And, um, you know, there was, I think I remember there being like a, a time where he didn't run out a, a ground ball and, and David Ross benched him. I might yeah. be misremembering that. Um, and that was a big deal because it was like Javi never does that. Like Javi never yeah. did that. And I think I don't think he ever did that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just like the kind of player he was. And that's why people liked him so much. Like I remember the quote that David Ross had after that play in Pittsburgh saying like he just he kind of plays the game like a kid. Uh, and that's why people fall in love with him. And that's 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 it. Like, I guess the whole thing to me is like Javi Baez just plays like he's playing a little league game and he's just better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, here, here's a guy who made tags and slides highlights on yeah. ESPN on a nightly basis, right? Like he made two things that are about as boring as you get in baseball. The only thing he could have made more exciting that he didn't was like a walk, you know, like he literally <laughs> took yeah. running. He made running to first base as you saw in that base running play, like the most exciting play of the year. He made slides where he would stop and then reach around and get mm-hmm. the base thrilling. He made thrilling plays at shortstop. So the people that say like he struck out a lot and he was overrated. Listen, that's all for you. All I know is he brought great excitement to the Cubs mm-hmm. fan base and he was on the World Series team. Like, just stop with it. That doesn't mean it wasn't time for him to move on. He's one of my all-time favorite Cubs for the flair that he brought. And that's coming from an old guy. (laughs) You're you're talking about the old guys who get angry. You didn't do the fundamentals. I did, but I forgave it because nobody thought to stop running down to first base and it ends up scoring a run and he ends up at second. Like, he did that too. So, like, that balances out the times where he was swinging from his shoelaces and and would strike out sometimes. Was he frustrating sometimes? Yes. But if you say one word – about Javi Baez, it's got to be exciting. It, yeah. it has to be the word exciting. What else could it be? I would lean to say that in when he did walk, it was exciting because it was very rare. All right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like anytime he walked, yeah. okay. he, Cubs Twitter would tweet like, the alarm, the alarm emojis and would just in all caps, Javi Baez just walked. Like it was a big deal when he walked, man. Like, I don't know. I, again, I said I was critical of him when he was here, but yeah. that the thing was is that I he clearly had the the talent to be better than what Chris Bryant or or any of those other guys ever had. Like they could have, he could have been way better than those guys. And I always just thought if like he could just put the if he wasn't going to walk more, if he could just put the bat on the ball a little bit more yeah. and strike out less than 30% of the time, then man, you got yourself your own version of Manny Ramirez. Like the guy could, when he actually hit the ball, man, like it was electricity at Wrigley field or wherever he's mm-hmm. playing. And it's just, that's, that was what was frustrating about me or about him to me. That said, there were plenty of clutch moments that he did have. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I agree, like it did kind of even out. Um, but the, the last two years that he was with the Cubs, it was, especially with the whole contract extension thing. Like, I don't know if that weighed on him and clearly, I don't know. I, I feel like it didn't at this point, considering how bad of a year he just had with the tigers. But like when you have that distraction, but also like you're wanting to get paid, like one of the top shortstops in the league and for him to play like he did, like out of all the ones that they traded, he's the one that I, don't really feel bad about the most. And and it's not even because of PCA. It has everything to do with just like, I didn't, I don't know if he would have aged well with the Cubs. No, I, I agreed. All, all of that stuff. I'm just accepting who he was when he was on the Cubs. Right. Like, when it's like, he's not going to turn into the next 
He's not going to be A-Rod at short or wherever you wanted him to be as the all-time great at shortstop. He's not going to be that, but he's one of the most exciting players in uh, – you could say he's one of the most exciting players in Chicago sports history. You could put him up in that. I'm not saying he's the greatest. I'm not saying he's covered in trophies. I'm just saying yeah. De- he, he's he's Devin Hester. You know, mm-hmm. people think Devin Hester's a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying Javi's a Hall of Famer. But it was that same type of excitement. When Javi did something, people were talking about it for a week at work. Like, did you see that slide? He made a slide. He stopped completely. Or when he stopped going to first base. Like, he did things you're not used to seeing on a baseball field. He has more gifts on Twitter if you just search baseball probably than anyone else. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, like, looking at the stats right now real quick, and I'm, like, I don't remember who won the gold glove in 2019. It was not Javi Baez, but he had 31 defensive runs saved and 31 outs above average at shortstop. I, I'm struggling to figure out. No one, no one beat those numbers, so I'm struggling to figure out how he didn't win the Gold Glove that year. That's insane. Yeah, that's his best defensive year by far. Yeah. And he didn't win the Gold Glove. Unfortunately, he led the league in errors last year. Yeah. yeah. Well, happy that? birthday to El Mago. What a great also, nickname, too, by the way. Also, happy birthday to Brandon Hughes. Yes. Yeah, I saw that and too. Former one, right? outfielder Brandon Hughes, who <laughs> retweeted us this morning. It is. Yes. Former outfielder, now Southpaw with <laughs> nasty stuff, Brandon Hughes. Yeah. Uh we tweeted the video of him striking out a bunch of Cardinals. You wouldn't guess who sent that tweet. <laughs> Did you see the Padres are gonna start wearing the Motorola on their sleeve? Yeah. What will the Cubs wear? Do we have any ideas of what the Cubs might wear on their sleeve? We talked about this, like yeah. I mean, I, 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 we have before, but I think it's coming closer. Like once, once multiple teams start doing it, it's it's coming out. It's gonna be bigger and bolder than ever. Hmm. What what would you like to see on their sleeve? Well, I was gonna say like as far as like what I what I what I could see like maybe like a Vienna beef logo on the side. Yeah. yeah, a Wiener Circle logo would be hysterical. It would. Yeah. There's, it would. <laughs> there's Marauder, the <laughs> Wiener Circle. So funny. DraftKings. Maybe they put a DraftKings patch on well, there. Well, that's another good one. And I think that's actually very possible that DraftKings would do that, right? Oh, all the all the the all the Michael Coladas would hate it. No offense, Michael. But yeah. Yeah. Garrett Johnson says Portillo's please. And if they're smart, they would do that. Portillo's <laughs> Need chocolate to... cake shake or just the logo? Just the logo. Just the logo. Just yeah. put the logo on there. You know, we should. I think I said it. I might have actually said it yesterday, but I would not be mad about CHGO being sponsored by Portillo's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say that every day. We're going to talk about that at least once a day. Figure out how to, like, you know, how Corey and Brendan figure out, like, how to reference the 2016 World Series. Yeah. And their podcast, like, I'm going to figure out how to reference Portillo's at every, every episode from here on out. I like do right donuts enough that I wouldn't mind seeing the do right logo on a sleeve. That's a lot of money. It's going to cost them a lot of money. It's a lot Uh of donuts they got to sell, but I have somebody right here that would be willing to eat those donuts and help them uh, stay alive. Do right donuts. Yeah. Possibility. Cody, what do you go go ahead? ahead. No, I was just going to say uh, if we're another local, another good local place uh, would be, um, I, I I lost my I, I forgot Walgreens. <laughs> Everybody Walgreens. goes Walgreens. Walgreens, <laughs> but just the W. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a W. It looks like the Nationals. Yeah. Unfortunately, they stole the logo. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cover Malmati's? my face. With, what I'm about gonna, I'm gonna Cover my face with my shady rays. So. Shady rays would be a good one. Yeah, shady rays would be a good one. I'm also Greenridge Farms. Oh, Greenridge Farm. There you go. You know, put a meat stick on that arm. Imagine what, imagine what about Christmas Connect, food. guys? Connect Roasters. Connect Roasters. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I can see that. Yeah, I can actually see that with the Ian Hab connection. <laughs> yeah. That could be a thing. Imagine yeah. Christopher Morell with the Shady Rays with DraftKings on the logo uh, as the logo. I mean, that's immaculate vibes, and he's already a vibe, in my <laughs> opinion. You know what I mean? So old um, style. What about old style? Go back to old style and throw an old style on there or Malort. Well, oh man, please don't. Malort. Uh, no, we don't need that. 
Uh, I don't know. Mike Dub says uh, he needs the podcast sponsored by Portillo's. We we're gonna need his Portillo's connections. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, he has like those yeah. uh, shoes or whatever. Yeah, the Portillo's Crocs. Instagram like months ago. The Portillo's, Portillo's Crocs. shoes. Yeah. Crocs. Portillo's uh, Crocs. Crocs. Yeah. Remember we yeah. had that whole conversation about Crocs and like yeah. how we oh all yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was based yeah. off Mike Dubs with his Portillo's Crocs. That's right. But, but he's got Cody connects. Obvious shirts oh, is a good one too. He's so, oh yeah, that that would, yeah. Obviously. What do you, what are you uh, what are you betting on now? Uh, got well, Lipscomb's not playing tonight. Nah, Detroit nah, Mercy's off. So what's what's the gamble play? Well, you know, last night I had to put my shady rays on because I didn't have a great night. I had to block. I had to block the negative energy out. Um, so today I'm going to take them off because I'm indoors right now. At least the sun's out there, uh, and also it's a new day on DraftKings. Um, tonight I'm taking Patriots plus three and a half. I'm like I'm I'm pinching my nose. And I'm just placing the bet, and and then and we're riding with the Patriots at home as three and a half point dogs against the Bills. Um, I can go in more depth in a second, but also there's the the NBA season. You know, I said to take the Bulls money line last night. That was dumb, but like there was a there was a there was a promo. You could just all you had to do is opt in. You could your first NBA bet you placed, you get your money back if you lost. And I think it was up to ten bucks. So if you put a ten dollar bet on the Bulls to win last night, you should have a ten dollar free bet in your DraftKings account right now, and you can use that on hopefully a better uh, something that ends with a better, <laughs> uh, more of a sweat at least because that game was awful last night, right? Um, place on a different NBA game because the NBA season is heating up, and there are still so many unknown things. Uh, you know, there's you bet on the the Bulls season win total to go below to, to go under at this point considering how they've looked in certain games um when i'm looking to get on get in on the action i bet with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba new customers can bet just five dollars pre-game money line on any nba team to win their game and get 150 dollars in free bets if they do check this out right now everyone can earn up to 100 boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays Go to, this, go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the app now. Sign up with code CHGO. Place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code CHGO only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details in the YouTube description or in the podcast description. And again, I'm taking Patriots plus three and a half. We'll be at Friendsgiving uh, party tonight at the CHGO office. Uh, I know there's a I'm hearing there's a big like uh, ping pong tournament happening. Yeah, a lot of trash um, talking. On so, the, so there's going to be, panels. There's, you know, I don't know if DraftKings is going to have their, their like odds on that, <laughs> but we'll be doing that. We'll be having good time. We'll have lots of food and I'm going to be sweating the Patriots to lose by less than, <laughs> or less than four points. All right. Like that, that's that's what we're that's yeah. what I'm doing tonight. Pats plus three and a half. Belichick as a home dog. Against yeah. a Bills team that barely beat the Lions last week, and they got their secondaries and shambles right now. I can't believe I'm betting on Mac Jones, but I'm doing it on Thursday it night. Sounds football. It sounds scary. It's better than lips. It is scary. Again, I'm plugging my nose, closing my eyes, and placing the bet. And if you don't want to do that, put your shady rays on and do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, it was, I was thinking about it. like I can't. I'm pretty sure California like. Uh, voted against allowing sports gambling in, in the state. So dumb. So oh, I can't, yeah. I can't, I, I can't take DraftKings out there. But it's gonna be sunny, um, and I can take my shady rays. There's only, there's only That's one right. pair of sunglasses that I want to take out there. Those are my shady rays. Shady rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady rays are premium polarized shades. You see them right here. Featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You drop them in a lake, off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. And even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality. that I can tell you, holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed. 
and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges, you either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem that code CHGO only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Put those back on, Ryan. Let's see them again for the people on YouTube. This is how we want to see Ryan work in the lobby (laughs) at the San Diego Hotel at the winter meetings. I want Absolutely. It'd be so great if you were in like one of our great CHGO merch t-shirts and in the background of everybody's camera shot, just wearing those shades with CHGO. Yeah. It, I mean, it people be talking about it. Like who's yeah, the guy, who's... who's the guy with the reflector shady rays and the, and the yeah. CHGO what's CHGO. What are the, what, what, what's with those reflector shades? We got to get, get, get it going though, because Time is ticking, as we mentioned in the first segment. Like, time's running out here. Come on, man. It's December now. I put out on Twitter, what will be a poll? I just threw it out a little while ago. What's going to be the first move the Cubs make at the winter meetings? Will it be a shortstop? Will it be a pitcher? Will it be a combine these all three together, a catcher, center fielder, or first baseman? Or will they do nothing and the first move will be picking up somebody at the Rule 5 draft? I got some pretty funny responses so far. And as you can imagine, they're negative. Uh, I never would have guessed that on Twitter, no. Luke. Mick Medler said to me, it's going to be crickets from rickets. That's what. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> then he Good said, one, Whatever dude. Comes. Never heard that one before. Yeah, crickets from rickets. <laughs> Stay, Staley Bears uh, on Twitter ah, said, yes. whatever comes cheapest. And it's a picture of yeah, rickets in a devil costume twirling yep. his tail in the fire yep yeah i, I assume that's michael collada on twitter i would like him to uh to it could uh, be to confirm or deny i don't know it looks like that, a, that a account gift, replies with gift. that gif every time i i don't know that like that'd be a gift i don't know if he's young enough for the gif world and then uh somebody <laughs> has someone off the scrap heap they have that as an option and they have a pile of leaves talking and then ryan says jed um, and tom every time somebody some scrub gets DFA'd in it. I believe that's Garfield licking his chops in a plate. Well, not well. First, first much of all, I'm first of all, I'm surprised Luke figured out how to put a poll on Twitter. Thank <laughs> you. Congrats, you'll give you a hand. Thank you. I think he's done I, that before. I uh, give him more credit, Ryan. Thank you. Making sure he still doesn't um, know how to get in this. Ever though. since I won the Jordan ones, I'm way more hip on everything. <laughs> He's stocked up. <laughs> Buy stock now I, on Luke Stuckmeyer, guys. Yeah, I I honestly voted on the Rule Five draft. I think that may be the first thing that happens. Oh. And that, I think that's on Thursday. No, uh, if 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 they Good. finish the winter meetings without making a serious move, yeah. How long? What? Okay. How long is it again? It's from Sunday to when? Thursday. Thursday. You're you're saying that that's on that that that's next Thursday, and you think that we're that first thing they do is going to be that? Yeah, and Thursday, that's like pretty much generally the only thing that happens. There's like a there's like a you have lunch with the GM and the manager sometimes, and then there's a real five draft, and everybody goes home. If you set the bar low, you can never be disappointed. (laughs) That's a great spin zone. Put that on a shirt. There you go. Set the bar low, you'll never be disappointed. Oh yeah. Chill. They say Rule 5 is on Wednesday. So even, either way, Wednesday, Thursday. Whatever oh day it is. <laughs> I, I still don't want to wait another three days. You know what I mean? I just want to be short. show of the week. I want to come here on Monday and have something to talk about, bro. Yeah, first move, shortstop, period. Get it done. Push the domino. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks to everybody who uh, stopped in to chat Cubs baseball at 120 on a Thursday afternoon. When nothing and uh, again, if there's breaking news prior to the winter meetings, first of all, Corey and Brendan will have a podcast for you tomorrow, but we'll have breaking news and we'll jump in with a podcast live right mm-hmm. away. If something happens anytime this weekend before then, if we're at the tailgate and Ryan's halfway to San Diego and something happens, we'll find a way to get a podcast live on the air, get the chat going. Um, so pass the word that when the Cubs finally do something, we want this chat to be what the kids call lit. 
Am I right about that? <laughs> Lit, yeah. We want Fire. it to be live. We want it to be a vibe. Live. Live. Oh, we want it to be live also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so we'll see. And, until then, uh, thanks to everybody for hitting the like button. If you haven't done that, do that. And thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated sports book. Make sure you fly the W.